ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Gravy Rewind podcast. With me tonight, I have Jeffrey Wilkes and Chris King from GameGravy.com. Woo, what up? Hey guys, my name's, how you doing? My name's Anthony. Um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, get into some, some business this evening and uh, get right to what we've been playing. Some business. Uh, let's see. So, Jeffrey, you have been playing a remastered game, which is kind of not a remastered game, I hear. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a Grim Fandango remastered. Um, it was originally from LucasArts. Um, I think it originally released in 1998, I think. Um, and that game was amazing when it first came out. It, it was a, amongst the plethora of LucasArts adventure games. I, I quite I think that was one of the classics and the very last adventure game that was released in the '90s, quite honestly. And um, I think that whole, um, I guess, what is it? That whole type of game just kind of went downhill, and they never, never wanted to make it anymore, which I was very upset about. But um, then you had Double Fine, Tim Schafer. They together they they decided, hey, let's remake Grim Fandango, remake you know, let's remake it. And I was ecstatic about that, and um. So I, anyway, I got to play it, and it's still a fantastic game. It's the same as that game I remember when I played it years ago, which is not a bad thing. But calling it a remastered edition, I think, might be a little too much because as the characters, they are very smooth. They did change like the color of some of their outfits and make it more detailed. Pretty much used anti-aliasing. But they didn't overhaul any of the backgrounds. It is exactly the same backgrounds that have been since 98, the original one. They pretty much just copied and pasted the exact same ones. And um, even the cutscenes, the cutscenes are the exact same cutscenes uh, that were from the original, I noticed. And, like, they all had um, frame rate issues on the PC back when they first were released. And they still have the same uh, frame rate issues on this remastered version. So that, that kind of loop i'm like what, what, what are you guys doing here <laughs> but um it's a fantastic game and i'm not i'm not i'm not dogging it at all because i still think that this game is is something that a lot of people need to experience i i reviewed it recently and i gave it an eight out of ten because it's still a fantastic game no matter what the only thing the other thing they remastered in it though is the music they used um a new symphony or whatever to to re-record all the music and i actually think they did a good job creating that whole, uh, what is it, I guess mariachi jazz feel. Um, but the voices are exactly the same, which is, I wouldn't have it any other way, because it was already done perfectly. Um, so I, I know I'm going to catch flack for this, but uh, I've never actually played Grim Fandango. So is it uh, similar to like Maniac Mansion and Day of the Tentacle? Yes, it is. Okay. The, only, the only difference is, um, have you ever seen, uh, um, what is it? Curse of Monkey Island or any of those games where they're kind of 3D. Yeah, I, I, play, I played Monkey Island. Okay, yeah, it's the exact same thing as those as well because it's all the same LucasArts formula. Um, the only difference is that it's it's 3D polygon type, you know, as opposed to being like 2D where it's very pixely and you point and click where you go. Um, but this one here, because um, usually like you can put your cursor over what and be like, oh, well, you know, you can do this, you can interact with this, whatever. Well, in Grim Fandango... Um, is one of the start, the starts of uh, where they'll just look at an object of interest, whether it's someone to talk to or inspect, and so then you kind of have to, you have to 
depend on your character to kind of tell you what you need to investigate as opposed to just, you know, it popping up on the screen when you get next to it. So, but this is a puzzle game and I can guarantee you a lot of people probably would get frustrated with it because it's not really a hold your hand type puzzle game. It's like the old school formula where like you literally have to talk to everybody and then they might give you a little vague hint, but it's just enough to let you know what's going on and tell you what to do. You can use your imagination and your imagination. Go ahead. I was going to say this is probably, um, it's a different genre, but does it control and play like Resident Evil 1? Yes and no. Um, mm-hmm. it did have it did have the tank controls. <laughs> did you say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it has the tank. It has the tank controls. But luckily, they actually added in camera relative controls. So they upgraded it to where you can pretty much press up and you go wherever the camera is pointing, as opposed to having to twist around on a pivot and then press forward to go forward. So you can go to the new school option, which is how almost every other game is nowadays, or you can go back to the old school pain in the, you know, rear option. And there's actually a trophy. Um, there's a trophy called, it says, play the whole game using tank controls. And it actually says, um, what is it? Tim Schafer asked for this achievement or this trophy. So <laughs> he just did it just to be a jerk, apparently just so you can go through it being annoyed with the dumb tank controls. Yeah, that's like one thing from Resident Evil 1 that I don't miss. They, You know in that remake that they just released, that remake that, remake that I guess, what, for PS3 and PS4 and Xbox One or whatever? Yeah. Is, um, they actually, you can do tank controls in that, or you can do the camera relative controls too. They added camera relative controls in it, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it actually is. So it makes it, I guess, more playable for the... Unexperienced you, gamers, you, you you guess more playable. <laughs> I don't think there's really a guess about that. It's like, oh my gosh, there's there's a zombie. Let me hold on. Let me turn around real quick, and now I'll run. <laughs> I, I'd love to see them like make that into a live action like thing. That would just serious, the, we we should make it. We'd be a YouTube phenomenon. Oh my god, that would be the like hilarious <laughs> thing. Real people, no, and, and it doesn't have to be like zombies. No, like nonetheless, it could just be like people doing their average everyday thing. Like, uh, how funny would it be to just see like some like a waitress like waiting on you at the t- like at a restaurant and have to use tank controls to get around? Like, I don't want I would... to talk about that because I'd laugh too hard. <laughs> oh my god, it would be like the funniest thing ever. Like, but, like uh, why is this lady shop to get your coffee? <laughs> yeah, your your barista. Yeah, barista getting your coffee. And you're like, oh, let me just walk around here. But I have to use tank control, so walk around here, pivot in front of the machine, make your coffee, pivot back. <laughs> That's awesome, but it not awesome. But anyways, so yeah, it, regardless of it not being a true remaster in my eyes, I still think it is a masterpiece of a game, regardless. So I don't want I don't want my my I guess um, my opinion about the visuals to sway anybody away from this title because it is literally one of those uh, games like you must experience because especially if you like adventure games and you actually like to think, this is definitely a game you need to pick up, hands down, in my opinion. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to pick it up at some point. The, um, I, I've I've heard about it for years and I've I've just never had the opportunity to play it so I it's definitely something I need to I need to pick up at some point. Yeah, I know I know there are 
fucking um, Day of the Tentacle, and I honestly, I really, like, there's no way way they can get away with it without remastering it. So I know that one will be have to be a full remaster, like ridiculous. Because I would hope they would do uh, Maniac Mansion while they're at it. Well, I mean, I, honestly, I'll take them both. I don't care. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Maniac Mansion's great, but I mean, I've only played the NES version of it, so I mean, that's pretty dated at this point. Well, you know they made a PC version of it. Well, yeah, I know, I know, but I've only yeah. played the the NES version. And you know what's funny is I can actually still put that thing in there and still run through it and beat it like it's no one's business. That's because it's a great game. It is. Yeah, I mean, the only thing recently that's come out that's similar is like, well, not only, but that I've played is Zack and Wiki, and Zack and Wiki was great. One, That's an underrated game right there. Yeah, on the Wii? Yep. Yep. Yes, sir. Well, anyways, the, um... So I've been playing that, and the other one, of course, is Dying Light. Now, I'm not going to go too much into Dying Light, because we actually did, Chris, uh, Mike, and I, we all did a Dying Light exclusive um, podcast, like our impressions of it. So, um, like I said, I don't... Jeffrey, uh, he, he wrote a novel for yeah, it. So. I did write a novel. It was like almost an 1,800-word uh, review on it. So, um, definitely check out my review. Um, see why I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I don't want to talk too much about it. But it's definitely one of those next gen experiences that some people might have been waiting for. That's for sure. But that's that's all I'm really gonna say about it because I don't want to flood this podcast with dying light. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I know Chris was in the same boat this week where all he was playing is dying light. So um, again, we're not gonna really go too much into it. We have a whole podcast dedicated to dying light. So if you want to listen to our thoughts on it, um, go ahead and listen to that. It's the, it'll be the episode that's uh, listed under podcasts before this one. Um, but, but with that said, I'm going to go into what I've been playing and, uh, I've been playing, I'm going to start off with a puzzle game I've been playing. It's called breeze blocks. It's from, um, it's from Brennan Maddox is the developer and the publisher is Pugsley's LLC. And, it's it's um it's kind of a unique puzzle game in the fact that really like the only thing you're doing is going from the start to the finish. That you you have some you have some obstacles in your way like you'll have falling blocks or switches that you need to make to to get your to get your block onto you know onto a platform to to move it to the finish but it it's really it's really simplistic. Uh you you're four blocks that are stacked on each other like a square. Um, and when you when you move forward and fall forward, you you move on like forward, whatever that spaces that many spaces are. So, but then you'll be flat. So it's kind of like you're like rolling it, I guess, but it's a square if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're like yeah. pushing it over, and then put you're like basically like keep pushing it over, and you can push it over in any direction. Um, you can't go off the screen though. So whatever the blocks are that you're pushing it over. Um, uh, you you must stay on those. If you go at at all off of it, it it's a, you know game over. You have to restart again. Um, the the only issue I really had is that it's really all trial and error based. So if, if you start going the wrong way, you base and and you didn't get it right, you have to restart the puzzle and and start it over. There are some areas where you can turn around and and you can kind of get back on the right course. So it's it's not that bad. But some of them, like later on, where you have the switches or you have the the blocks that fall, if you don't get it like perfect the first time, you, you have to restart the whole the whole entire level um, to get it right. But it's it's definitely cool because it makes you think. Uh, visually, it looks like um, it reminds me of like like uh, Marble Madness or like Snake Rattle and Roll from the NES, but obviously a little bit more crisp. Um, I, I, I really... What was that? 
No, I was gonna say, dude, I love Marvel Madness. Like, oh yeah, so I, I know, I know the game's probably nothing like Marvel Madness, but like you said, the visuals are like it. But that, that game was incredible. <laughs> yeah, it, it, and the only reason like I see the visuals are like that is because it, it has like the same blocky look, and it has the same like um, two and a quarter or two and a half uh, like isometric view. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where it was, it's not like directly straight up above, but it's like slightly askew. Yeah, like the the probably the most famous game that uses that is Super Mario RPG on the Super Nintendo. Like yeah, that game was incredible too. Yeah, I, I would have, that's probably the most like famous game that used that that isometric view I'm talking about. Um, but it, it's 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 really it's really unique. And um, you know the, the the one another thing that bothered me about it was like, I thought the backgrounds were like really really bland. Um, it, it's look remember the art style games on the DSiWare? Yeah. It looks like that. Like, that's how bland it looks. And it's just really? like, yeah, and I'm just like, come on, man. On the Wii U, it's like, I, I want to see HD. Even if you had nothing in the background, it would have looked better than that. Like, just one solid color would would have, like, did the did the job compared to that. Hmm. Interesting. The other game I want to talk about is Rockin' Racing Off-Road, and that's from Enjoy Up Games. And now I'm gonna say uh, I'm just gonna get this right right out to begin with. I'm extremely disappointed in this game. <laughs> I, I I was so excited to play this game. Um, it, it it reminded me of Super Off Road. In fact, it's like almost like a spiritual successor to Super Off Road, the the old school arcade game where um it, it looks just like it. If if you've if you've never played Super Off Road, um go look it up. And it, it it's I mean the game's almost like spitting image to the to Super Off Road, but in you know HD and obviously it's not it, it's not exactly the same like polygons and stuff and tracks, but does it, it have it, the same controls like same ridiculous controls where like yeah, you don't it, you fly into a wall. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, that that's like one of my complaints. So first, it it, it has like basically your controls are two buttons. You have like a you have the go, and then you have like a brake button, which is also your reverse, and that'll help you like slide around the corners. Now, it's it's not like the controls aren't like horrible, but like once you start hitting the bumps, like it get it, you just like get thrown all over the place, and then you add the computer opponents in there, and it's just ridiculous. And once you're behind the computer opponents, like you can't catch up. So if you if you get put into a wall, you might as well just hit start and like restart the the whole entire circuit because you're not going to catch back up to the computer. Um, I, I don't know. I felt like the I felt like the controls could have felt a little bit more tight. Uh, I don't like I didn't like the fact that you had to go through and unlock everything in the championship mode before you could even play it all in the uh, multiplayer mode. Like I, I thought, like because the game's really hard. So uh, it's it's like when you have to go through the the championship mode to unlock everything, you're never gonna do it, or like I mean, or you're gonna spend a lot of time like just playing the same tracks over and over again just to to be able to you know to unlock everything and. Another thing about playing the same tracks over and over again is every track, like there's four different tracks, but then each one of those tracks, they just basically change the bumps, like where the mounds are, and like they call it a new level in the next circuit. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, that, that that would basically be like be like Mario Kart. They take like Mario Circuit, and they use Mario Circuit again, except they just change like the, the placement of like the elevation of the level or the placement of the, the weapons. And call it a new level, like it's not That's lazy. Yeah, it, it is. It's extremely lazy, um, and, and it can't be that hard to make the uh, to, to make the levels. Like it, they're not like that in depth. I mean, you have like a, a figure eight, like an L, 
Like, that's the levels. So it's like, I, I mean, they, they could have put a little bit more work into the game. Uh, honestly, like, for, for the retro and the nostalgia, it does feel like it would be, you know, like the, uh, the successor to that game. But it's just disappointing in the fact that it, it didn't really, it didn't do enough new. Like, it'll hit the nostalgia feeling, but, like, I, I just don't feel like it did enough new. And and it didn't, it didn't even do the nostalgia that well to even, like, to, to even, like, warrant, like, purchasing it. Like, and don't get me wrong, I I love some of Enjoy Up games. I love Spy Chameleon, that game's great. I loved, um, uh, what was it, Unepic, that game was great. But this one, to me, it's just, like, it, it, it had... It had, like, the opportunity. It had, like, all the right pieces to be great. They just, like, struck out on this one. Well, that kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that... Man, I was, I was so excited about that game, too. I remember you telling me about it. You were saying, you're like, dude, I really, really, really hope we can get this so we can review it because I really want to play that game. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. And, um, uh, yeah, it ended up being a, being a letdown. So, that, that's a little upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, they could do like another left turn. Well, you know the the good thing is is you could always patch more stuff in and fix stuff. So hopefully they they patch it up, make the game a little bit better, a little bit more playable. And I mean it, another thing is real quick, and then we'll move on because I don't want to beat a dead horse. But um, you know it's it, they didn't have online multiplayer either. It had local multiplayer, and, and and that was like to me like that was the the fun of the game is because you could do five players local, so there there'd be no computer opponents, it'd be all human opponents, and that, it was really fun. But you know again the lack of having an online mode really killed it. Hmm. So, you know, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's go ahead and uh, move on to some news. So let's start off with um, some news out of Sony Online Entertainment. And that news Cricket. would be Cricket. that, that <laughs> well, you know, they're not around to, 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 uh, to make any more news, I guess, in, in a way. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because what did they go to? Um, was it Daybreak? Games or what are they called now? They, um, yeah, they, they, they're, well, they're called. What? No, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no, they, they're they're called Daybreak no, Games gonna... now. So yeah, okay. They um basically they sold off to a, an investor group and they'll just be going multi-platform now. Um, Sony no longer owns them. Um, I believe Sony probably maintained the rights though to EverQuest and PlanetSide. I would guess. Mm-hmm. Do you know that? Hopefully. Yeah. I don't know that for sure. I mean, you say hopefully. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I, I I, I'm not sure because. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not sure because since Sony Online, I mean, yeah, they made these games, but it, it also makes me wonder because now, because H1Z1 was like a big game that they're pushing for it, you know, to go on, you know, multiplayer or not multiplayer, but to go on uh, um, Steam, and then it was going to be on PS4. Now, this makes me wonder, are they going to put H1Z1 on Xbox One or anything else? I mean, I I wouldn't doubt it, especially especially with the failure that that, that the beta was for that. I could definitely see H1Z1 coming over there because they they were going to try to get into as many people's hands as possible. It makes sense. DC Universe going well, no, DC Universe won't go anywhere, I don't think, because I, I, I want to say Sony has some some sort of rights to that. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I, think I, so. I don't and see then, that going anywhere. 
But then another one rises up is Planet Side 2, because Planet Side 2 was supposed to be on PS4 and everything. It is, could that now cross over to Xbox One? So, that's, you know, like, there's another question that's raised up. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I just let's let's look at the overall picture about it though. Um, why do you think Sony made that made that move? Yeah, I, I honestly think that Sony's having trouble as a company as a whole. Maybe not selling PlayStations. They're they're doing a great job of selling PlayStation fours, but maybe maybe Sony's in a little bit of trouble with uh, selling every, all their other products. Well, no, yeah, but you got all the, you, mean? you got like the interview, the whole fiasco with the interview, and then them being hacked and. The, all that stuff one night. I think this is kind of a move for them to be like, okay, well, let's try to gain back some of that money that we've lost from lose, losing all this much in like this short amount of time. Yeah, I mean, they, they really, I mean, besides what Sony, Santa Monica Studios, and then they have they have Naughty Dog. I mean, they they let go of uh, what's the one that makes Resistance? Insomniac. Uh, yeah, the Insomniac yeah. went third party. So, I mean, is Sucker Punch going to eventually go third party? Oh, God. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's, it just seems like they've, I mean, it's Omniac left. I mean, is Naughty Dog, you know, or are they going to go too? I mean, they, I know San, Sony Santa Monica probably won't be going anywhere. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what they're, don't they have like a Liverpool studio as well? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah, so. and I, mean, I think they do Gran Turismo, if I'm not mistaken. But um, you you know, it's like I I just don't know like how how well Sony's doing besides selling the actual systems. I I know their games that they sold well. I want to say Infamous sold two million last time I saw. Um, sure I'm sure Last of Us you know did well between both systems. Um, I, I'm sure Little Big Planet was a disappointment though, because I didn't really hear too much about yeah. that. Plan was, was oh, that, that's that one already? Yeah, it came out in November. No, I'm just joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, dude. <laughs> we got a comedian here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I just think that raises bigger questions than anyone's even making, you know, alluding to. Is I, I think the questions it really raises is, is, is you know, what was the intention behind the move? I, I mean, right away looking at it, it, do I see EverQuest or do I see Planetside as being profitable? No, they haven't been in years. Um, they, everyone went to World of Warcraft. So I, yeah. uh, is Sony Online Entertainment really making a product that, that's going to be making them money? I, I, I don't know. That, that's a hard you know question. You know what? You know what, it, it might also be because maybe, I mean, this is a long shot, but, you know, because from the whole entire um, Elder Scrolls Online, because now that it's going to be free to play technically, you just buy the game once and it's free to play, a lot of people might just jump on that. So all of uh, the Sony Online Entertainment free to play games might just be pointless. Like no one might even care, they might not even care about them. You know what I mean? Like, that might be another thing, too. So maybe it was sold out to go multi-plat or whatever it was going to do. Maybe there was an inside thing because they're just like, we don't want to compete with that anymore. We don't want to deal with it. So maybe that's why, um, you know, Daybreak Games is going to make it multi-plat to try to actually make some revenue off of it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I could see that. I, I think uh, the H1Z1, like, little fiasco didn't help them either. No, it didn't. They had a really, really rough rough start and it still isn't even going smooth so but 
So, uh, Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit about the uh, Mortal Kombat Collector's Edition? Ooh, this sweet edition. I don't know. For me, I would rather get the Chorus Edition that comes with the pretty much made by a Chorus. They made this statue. It's a different take on Scorpion, if you will. And to me, I think he looks awesome that way. Even though it's like really ridiculously expensive and I won't spend that much money for a collector's edition, but that's just me. Is that one available everywhere? Uh, um, I believe so. Is, I know... I believe so. I'm not too sure. Yeah, that, that one there, the... Cause that one's that one's $150, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that... I think the one he's talking about with the with the custom made, he kind of looks like a more animated scorpion in my opinion. But it, uh, yeah, it's 150, and I know it's available on like Amazon at GameStop. I'm sure it'll jump on Best Buy eventually. Um, but I know it's 150 bucks, and it, it comes with like with the combat pass, which will give you like pretty much it's like their season pass to give you all the extra characters yeah. and outfits. And um, so. What other did like kind of like linebacker? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> they have. Which one? You? What did you? No, say? no, no. I was saying like what other? Yeah, I was saying what other uh, what other editions did they have? Because then they have a couple others. Um. Yeah, they, they have a limited edition from GameStop. And what comes in that? That comes with pretty much the same. Well, comes with an exclusive steel pack. Comic Book Volume 1 with Mortal Kombat X, in-game bonus content, and then a different statue than the Course statue, and a serialized steel card, and of course the collector's box itself. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, th- does it come with any in-game stuff? Or th- do they all, all the collector's editions come with the season pass? Well, yeah, because yeah, I think there's, there's, there's four editions. Okay. So... Well, as long as they like all they, come they with the season pass, like, I guess that's not too bad. But I, I hate buying collector's edition and not getting like in-game content. To me, it's like I, I don't know. Like I, it's hard for me to do it. Where are they get physical yeah, content? Kind of like Destiny. No. You said physical content. Yeah. Why? No, why would content, you want physical, but, you know, physical things? Why? Why would you want a physical thing in a in a video game? I don't know. I mean, I have the Uncharted three. Collector's edition, then I have the belt buckle. I'll wear it some of the time. Chris, you, you are you Nathan are. Drake's biggest fan. <laughs> you, you, are so, you are something else, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I, have gonna, the, I have the ring that he wears. <laughs> yeah, well, well, Jeff has Link's yeah. tights, so it's, it's cool. But um, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to go into that one. Yeah, he, he usually wears them for me. But, uh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. We're kind of here. But anyway, um, I just looked up all the stuff that was in the collector's editions real quick, just so we can kind of get a breakdown. Uh, apparently, yeah, they have a GameStop exclusive limited edition that's like a hundred bucks or like ninety-five, and it comes with the season pass. So the the cheapest one of the editions actually does come with the season pass, and it comes with like a special Cold War Scorpion. Uh, skin outfit or something like that. That that is GameStop exclusive. And then um <clears throat> then they have a digital version that's only ninety bucks and that comes with the game and the season pass. So that means that the season, like the season pass is like thirty bucks, I guess. 
That's what it seems like. And um, That's too much. And then, <laughs> yeah, well, I guess mean, it, it, it comes does, with it. It says that it comes with like four unannounced or unrevealed characters um, that could be, and then it also comes with guest characters. So I don't know if that means that there's going to be four unannounced, and then some characters that are, um, you know, like re- exclusive like, to it. I guess. Well, not exclusive, but, like, revisiting characters, like old characters. Like, if they're bringing back ones from the past Mortal Kombat's or something like that. So you might get more than four. And I know you're going to get extra uh, skins, like costumes and stuff. And then they have the $150 one, which was that um, special core stature you were talking about. And I know I know we, you put, a, like, a video on our, on our post about it, so you can actually see the making of it and how they went into detail with it, how... Um, um, I guess Netherlands Studios kind of gave them uh, free roam so they can kind of make him how he wants them. And then uh, the other edition was it's $180 and it's on Amazon. Um, so that $180 edition is includes a different Scorpion statue. And it, that one, it comes with the, the comic book. So I, I don't know. They, they, they've kind of went all out on these collector's editions. And I knew there was going to be one. It just took forever for them to announce one. But yeah, which they, one? They, okay, how much you want to bet that Ryan will probably buy maybe two or three of them? Let's put money on it right now. Two or three of them? Why would he buy so many? What? Well, it's Ryan who we're talking <laughs> about here. Yeah, but he can't trade them in. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope saying. he listens to this. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. <clears throat> So I, I'm actually surprised they didn't release um, a version with a fight stick. I'm going to be honest. For, no. for all those hardcore or whatever. Because they released one last time with a fight stick. Maybe because of the fact they don't really, they haven't like really gotten the controls of the PS4. and the uh, Yeah, I was about to say, maybe, they, maybe they haven't made a fight stick for the, for the new systems yet. It's possible. It's but, possible. Yeah, I... Anyway. I don't know. I, I'm not a huge collector's edition fan, so doesn't really, unless it's Zelda, doesn't really hit home. If it's Zelda, yep, exactly. I buy collector's edition any day of the week. All day or day. Exactly. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. So, uh, so Ant. So what's <laughs> yeah, up, man? I don't either. So, so, so tell me about this uh, Amiibo fiasco, this whole thing with you. With the... uh, okay, yeah. so. How do you feel about it? <laughs> So let's let's start out with this weekend, um, about 7:45 um, Eastern time. Uh, for oh. Jeffrey, it was at 7:45 Central time, and uh, you know me, me and him went on a little quest, and and this quest was to go to this uh, store called uh, Target, and uh, we went there to, <laughs> to pick to pick up a little toy. Uh, the toy was an amiibo named Rosalina. And so I'm going to start off first of all with 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 my issue with this. First of all, I don't understand why they're making retail exclusive toys, and I I think that's ridiculous. I think it's it, it makes it for people that don't live by these stores, it makes it really tough for them to try to collect all the different you know amiibo if that's what they want to do. And then the worst part is is there's rumors that I think that they've basically. I don't think the rumors anymore. I think they've basically said it's a fact that Target's not reordering them. 
So if you didn't go get them from Target this weekend, you're not going to get one. Unless you pay scalpers, who I've seen people online that have like 200 of them, which is just ridiculous in another. Yeah, and that's just like ridiculous in a whole other aspect of it. But I, I just think, like, what Nintendo's doing with the stock, is it smart? In some ways, yes. Because I'll tell you what, if the toys and the Amiibos were easy to get, would me and you have been at Target at 8 o'clock when they opened this morning, or this weekend? No. Okay, Probably well, so, so in, in that aspect, they're successful. They got us out of the, out of the house. They got us to go over to, to, you know, to our local store and they got us to go pick up their, their, you know, their toy because we wouldn't have been there if, if it wasn't for, for the, you know, the, the lack of stock. But here, here's my biggest issue with the whole thing is it comes down to this is I'm, I want to have all of the all the amiibo. I'm probably never going to have all the amiibo, and because I've already missed out on a few of them, like we fit trainer, and I'll never get that because they'll probably never have it re reinstocked again. And I I just like I don't know. It just irritates me that they don't have better stock of their of their amiibo. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Even. No, I, I, I agree a little bit, but, you know, I think it I think they should have a system where it's like, say, because um, I understand that it would it wouldn't be, you know, um, was it financially viable if uh, if they if they <laughs> just kept on. Sorry, I, I had to. Um, <laughs> so it wouldn't be financially viable for them to constantly <laughs> constantly make them over and over and over again. So what Nintendo should do is actually have, and this would sound dumb, but they should have technically like a waiting list, and you order them directly from Nintendo. So say, Anthony, okay, you want Wii Fit Trainer? Okay, put it in there. Put a request. Once they get so many requests, then they can go ahead and produce those and send an email like, if you want this, you know, purchase this. And once every one of them have done a purchase on it, they, they commence production, and then they ship. I think that's how it should happen if there's ones that they don't want to make a lot of. So that way they can create the demand and they can actually create the product for the people that actually want it. And they're not losing money. They're still making money because they can even charge for shipping. I don't care. But I think that right there would be a, a proper idea for them to, to invest in. Just because. Yeah, and, and, uh, and unfortunately, I think it's kind of too late to do the whole where you can do – they could sell whole bundles where they can make the whole entire wave one and just sell that for, you know, for whatever amount. I think that that boat's kind of sailed because people have one of these, one of these, one of these, but they don't have the rare ones. Yeah, so exactly. They, so, so they've already kind of missed that boat where they could where they could have just sold the whole sets online. Yeah, and now you got, like, we got Meta Knight coming out um, shortly. You got Shulk hitting shortly, and those are both exclusives. Yeah, so, Meta Knight's to Best Buy, Shulk is to GameStop. Exactly. Is there another exclusive, too? No. No, that was it. Oh, oh yes, I, yes, yes, yes. Toys R Us, Lucario. Yeah, I was about to say. And I can guarantee I, you that, that ship sailed. That's gone. Bye-bye. Yeah, and, and you know what? I'm I'm really surprised that, um, whatchamacallit, that Amazon didn't get one. I am, too, because Amazon gets a lot of crazy stuff. So, very shocked. But, yeah. Now, now, would this make you even care about getting an Amiibos, like, if it's going to stay like this in the future? I... Um, well, they said the Super Mario series is going to be readily at stock, all of them. 
which it, to me is kind of stupid that the Super Smash Brothers wasn't readily in stock like throughout the whole process. I, I just, I mean, I still like them because I'll be honest with you, I don't even really care what they do in the game. I think they're really cool as a collectible. And that's they look like, awesome. what was that? They look awesome. Yeah, and and honestly, that's like that's really because Nintendo's really never done that. Like they they never really had a release like a toy line, especially for like characters like Samus or um, Marth. I'm just looking at the ones I have right now. It's like I, I mean, yeah, I could go get a Mario statue. That's the, but you, but you know what? Like the thing is, I can never get like some of their side characters, and that's like the cool thing about it. Is like I could actually go and get some of their like more like unique characters. Like I can't wait to get Ness. Like that's I was just awesome. about to say, I really can't wait to get him either. <laughs> it, so like I I just think it's really cool that you can you know that we have the ability now to go out and pick up characters that are you know maybe not so popular among the masses but popular amongst you know the huge Nintendo fans like ourselves. I agree. Yeah, but I mean it'd be like I don't know for me if I feel like like if I miss like two or three of them I'd be like. Okay, there's really no point in me trying to go out on my way to try to get this. Well, I, I'm I'm just sticking up with whatever ones I can get, and then if I can't get them, then whatever. But I mean, there, there's a couple cool people online. Like, uh, his name's uh, I don't even know his Twitter name. His real name's Ryan, but um, he he bought Shulk for me, and you know he's gonna ship it to me. So or not Shulk, um, Sheik. So uh, you know, it's just a guy I, I talk to on Twitter. So um, it, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it is. But so. yeah, so I mean, the Nintendo community is pretty cool out there. Um, there, you know, that's not like the Vita community that came and bombarded our page that day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're ignorant. That's ignorant. <laughs> oh man. Sorry. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so, how's the uh, Battlefield um, beta? It's actually pretty cool. Um, have you played it yet, Chris? I just installed no. it. It is trying to install right now on my computer. On your computer? Oh. Not my computer, but my, but my PS4, sorry. PS4. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So I, I got to play it. I actually got an early access, so I was able to play it over the weekend. Um, and it it's actually, I thought it was going to be Battlefield 4 with a cops and robbers skin, and it's not. Um, it actually feels like its own game. Um, now, it, I did play only multiplayer because the single player, of course, is never in betas anyway. But um, they, have, they have three modes available. One is called Heist, and the whole purpose of that, like, you got your, your robbers and then you got the cops. Depending on what side you're on, you have a different mission, of course. The, say the robbers or criminals, their job is to make it into the bank, break open the vault, take the couple money. It's kind of like capture the flag in a way. And then they have to take that money and bring it to the escape point. And they keep doing that to try to gain as many points. Now, if you can prevent them as cops, you gain points that way. So at the very beginning of the match, like this gets a little hectic, though, because right at the beginning of the match, like if you're worrying about your loadout, you've already missed the best part of the action. Because the best part of the action is when everyone's bombarding into the bank and there's a huge shootout in the bank where you're, you know, shooting the teller lights all over the place and papers flying everywhere and stuff like that. And it gets all crazy while they're trying to run through the vault. And there's all these offices everywhere you're trying to run through. It gets intense. But if, if you come in at like after that point when they already opened up the vault and running back and forth, it's just like pretty much, Oh, just shoot them and kill them. Just shoot them and kill them at that point. So it gets boring after that. And then there's another mode called, um, I think it's called hot wire. 
there's like a car. I haven't done it yet, but I hear it's one of the fun, like the really cool ones. Like you find a car and you have to get it to a drop off point apparently. And I'm not, I don't know much about it, so I'm not even going to go into it. So, but I hear that one's like one of the really fun ones. And then of course the other mode is typical, um, like conquest. So it's like, it's a huge map. So you can ride all these vehicles and do everything else. And the vehicles are like, if you're on the cop side, of course, it's like cop vehicles, cop helicopters and cop whatever. And then on the other side will be, you know, more, I guess, um, what is it, thieves or anyway. So depending on what side you're on, the whole point of the game is to take over three territories. And you take over the three territories and, you know, you gain points for that and you gain cash to buy new weapons and everything else. And I have to say that was so awesome because I was sniping. I was in, I was in like a little trailer, trailer park home, sniping people while they're trying to take over a meth lab. I was like, this is so awesome because <laughs> I, I don't know. I just had a lot of fun shooting people. And it, I mean, that sounds really bad. So don't take that away because I don't really enjoy shooting people, but it was, it was awesome being in a different urban environment instead of in like a huge war field or something. I, I just I enjoyed the urban environment where you're there's all these different houses you can go into. There's a gas station over here. There's a a big huge mansion right over here. There's you know and there's this ho like this apartment hotel area that you can go into. It's there's so many right. cool areas that you can explore and just camp up. It's awesome. Now so. I did play the beta um, when it came out after E3 when they announced it at E3. I played it right when they announced it. Mm-hmm. That they only had one level. It was just a heist one, and I just played it as a cop the whole time. I did it like a kind of like a Twitch thing with it on the site for, for a couple of minutes or so with it. But what I played, it was actually pretty a lot of fun. Like I even right. started on top of a building. I would like see if I would be like, okay, they're over the, they're over there. I would, the robbers would be in a car. I'd be like, okay, let me just jump off the building and hopefully <laughs> parachute down to where they're at and just shoot out the car. Yeah, it didn't turn out so well. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, what's cool about this beta specifically, because it's going to be running from today. Well, I guess when you hear this podcast, it'll be yesterday. So it starts from February 3rd, and it runs all the way till the 8th. Uh, so you can play all the way then. And the coolest thing is it's it's not capped. So there's no level cap. You can literally experience the full online experience just on the one levels or whatever they give you, um, where, where you can level up, unlock as many weapons as you want, the only thing is, it will not carry over into the full game. So, you know, of course not. Heed your time wisely. <laughs> but, but either way, like I, I, I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun with it because it, it was definitely interesting. Um, the way they have it set up, and and there was like uh, during the conquest mode, all of a sudden they're like, oh no, there's a sandstorm coming in, and I mean, it got visibility went to almost nothing and all the wind is blowing or sand everywhere. And there's like the, the trees are like almost going to fall over. It looks like, and it, I'm sitting there trying to trek across the road and it's just, it was, it was, it gets pretty intense towards the end of the match when the sands, when the sandstorms come in. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually playing the full game. Uh, but the beta is actually, it's really impressive. I have to say it's, it's the first time I've actually, really looked into this type of game and it, i mean i played battlefield 4 but i think i'd have more fun playing this than 4 any day yeah i agree so you haven't oh did I've you never, download it yet no i never played a battlefield game in my life well download this one well why would i want to start now why not doing it? peer pressure I, 
Because, man, I got, I got Captain Toad to be playing. I got real games to be playing. Bro, we can, all, we can all jump on and have, like, a Twitch event. Yeah, well, like, we were supposed to jump on and play Madden, but you got scared? It's oh, okay, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, bro. Uh, it's it's, it's alright, man. You mad, bro? No, hey, man. I mean, we can still do that. <laughs> well, I'm ready to throw down right now. Hey, you I'm on my PS4 right now. Man, no wonder the signal's so bad coming from you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, this guy. Eat, eat, eating up that bandwidth. <laughs> so, so, anyways, so, go so ahead, we're, we're, we're going to end with a with a nice little question, a nice little discussion topic, and that is, uh, you know, there there's been a little bit of remakes. You know, maybe three or four games have been remade so far for this gen. It's so, not being uh, modest. At <laughs> <laughs> least <was>, fifty. <laughs> yeah, you're still being modest. But um, so how do you guys feel about it? And, uh, and how do you feel about it? And what what is one game or series you'd like to see get the uh, the HD treatment? Jeff, go ahead, and take it away. Oh, you want me to go? Give it yeah, away. I'll... Give it away now. All right. Yeah. Um, what is okay? Well, first I'll tell you how I feel about it. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, point being, Borderlands. Really, the game came out. What what is it? Uh, pre sequel came out three four months ago. Why didn't you just wait three or four months and just release it on all the systems? <gasps> that would have been an amazing idea in my opinion. But anyway, all that aside, um, I think a series that I want jumped over. Well, quite honestly, everyone's gonna think I'm retarded, but well, we already do. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that is our podcast. All right, you good night, folks. No. <laughs> anyway, um, I actually really want to see Mario Sunshine. Only if it's Wii U. If it's 3DS. that's what I'm saying. I don't want 3DS. I I want yeah, I'm, Wii U. I'm, I'm hanging I'm hanging up my 3DS if it comes out on the 3DS. <laughs> no, you won't. That's true. Come on, man. I got to play great games like Gunman Clive too. Oh, that is a good game. But, so, um... But, but I, I think that is the game that I would really like to see an HD remake of, is, is Mario Sunshine. But, but what's your feeling towards it? You never really answered that. My feeling towards all the remakes? Yeah, just yeah. remakes in general. Re- remastered. Re- whatever. I think it's a, it's a it's a desperate grab for money. Because the Saints Row remake, I hear, was, looks nothing better. It looks almost identical to the previous gen. Yeah, you know what? Here's my thing. If you're going to remake a game, at least remake a game that wasn't in HD to begin with. Exactly. Don't don't say it's an HD remake of an HD game. That's just kind of not making sense. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, okay, so you're just putting a little bit uh, better textures, a little, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like putting a paint of coat on, or a coat of paint on it. And it's it, it's just not, it's not like, you're not really shining it up, like, and putting it nice. Like, if you want to, like, to me, a, like, probably one of the better HD remakes I've played would be Wind Waker. Like, that actually looked like a new game. Oh, I agree. That game looked gorgeous. Exactly. And... I mean, like, that's the way, like, an HD remake game should be done. Yeah, but, uh, uh, just, yeah. Well, might as well, since you're about to say something, Chris, might as well go to how you feel about it. Go, go All ahead, right. let's do thoughts. All right, okay, okay. My thoughts are, it's completely ridiculous. There's no need to do it when a game came out last year or two years ago. There's no need for it whatsoever. 
I mean, I understand that just for grab for money, so you can make like your next gen games if you want to make it big and fantastic or whatever the case may be. But all the people who purchase your systems want new games. That's the reason why we bought the new systems is to play new games. So we have new experiences on it, not the same old bullcrap experiences that we had before. And pay sixty bucks for it over and over again. This guy sounds angry. No, he wasn't angry when he bought The Last of Us remake. No, because I actually expected that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when are you going to purchase the uh, Uncharted uh, HD collection? Well, you know, when actually, that would be that would be the one thing I would jump on board for. <laughs> you would. You would. <laughs> if it's made by Naughty Dog, Chris King already. He, well, see, the thing is, he has so many stocks in Naughty Dog, it's ridiculous. So he kind of has to support them. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah. That is one naughty dog, seriously. <laughs> I see what you did right hey, there. So you mean tell you, you so you mean tell me none of you guys will play it? Oh, I, I yeah, I'll play it on my PS3. I'm not gonna rebuy any of those games. Uh, I can probably can guarantee you there's probably gonna be an Uncharted collection before the fourth one comes out. Oh, I, I'm sure there will be, and and that's just a cash. You grab. know what they're gonna do? Maybe they'll even do a bigger cash grab and be like, oh hey look, we're gonna do the ultimate ridiculous. You have no more money in your bank account edition, and it's going to include a statue of him and his brother or whatever like you wanted, Chris. Then it's going to come with another belt buckle, and then it's going to come with (laughs) – hold on, hold on. I'm not done yet. (laughs) And then it's going to come with another necklace, and then it's going to come with the Uncharted 4, and then it's going to come with the trilogy, all for a low price of $299.99. Not only, a big deal. It, it can only be called that if it's called the Uncharted Unchained Edition. <laughs> I'll buy it just to support that uh-huh. name. The I'll Unchained buy it. I'll Edition. Buy it. I'll buy oh it. my gosh! Wow, this this went, this conversation went well. Um. <laughs> Sorry. No. Another belt buckle. <laughs> Dude, you reminded me of Stone Cold when you were going through that. <laughs> we should have been saying what between everything he, he was naming off. <laughs> Get another belt buckle. What? Speaking of, um, speaking of wrestling, I know this is off topic, but I do know that um, the first uh, pack of DLC for WWE 2K15 has just hit. So, just throwing that out there. If you're going to throw something about wrestling out there, throw out the fact that you can subscribe to the WWE Network this month for absolutely free. And then following networks, or the following months, it's just for a nice low price of $9.99. And, <laughs> also, you, this month, if you do get the free subscription, you will get the NXT pay-per-view, take the, or TakeOver, and you will also get the WWE pay-per-view, um, Fastlane. Boom. Dude, seriously, when our sponsors give us something to put on here, dude, you're supposed to not read it off a cue card, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, anyways, my my uh, my opinion on remakes, I guess, is kind of already out there on the table. But if, if I was going to say what game would I like to see remade, really any game of Nintendo's that was made prior to them being in HD. Like I, I really don't care. Like I just, I love HD games. Um, what, what I'm, I, I would like a Mario Galaxy collection. Um, maybe, I, I, you know, I'll be honest. I, I know I like the Zelda games on the 3DS, but I'd love to see Ocarina and Majora's Mask on the Wii U 
in HD. Dude, if, if they remade it on HD or HD on the Wii U, like mind blown. Dude, it, Metroid Trilogy HD. Oh yeah. See, and, and I know they just released it on the Wii um, for like ten bucks. Um, you know what? what this past week uh, for on the Wii. Uh, I'll buy it console. No, yeah, but if what they need, no, what they need to do before they do something ridiculous like that is they need they need to actually announce like a new Metroid. Like I want a new Metroid, and then you can include it. Have a collector's edition of that, and include yeah. all of them. Include four yeah. games. Yeah, if you ha- if you haven't played Metroid Trilogy, the Metroid Prime Trilogy, that you are missing out. Like that game is awesome, and for ten bucks, seriously, like that's like probably the greatest like deal in gaming history. Uh, actually, yeah, it is because you can go to GameStop right now and pay a hefty what fifty or sixty bucks for it pre-owned. <laughs> I, obviously, that's not one of our sponsors. <laughs> yeah, they they, they kind of uh, they fired us. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, we're fired for selling the better deal on the eShop. So so what do you guys think, though, is... What do you foresee being remakes this year? If if you had to say that you, we would see remakes that haven't been announced yet, what, what would you say they would be? Uncharted's one of them. The Uncharted you, trilogy. You, you think we'll definitely see Uncharted? Hands yeah. down. I think that's going to be pushed out at E3 to be like, oh, check it out. You know, and then watch it'll probably release shortly after E3, so people can get it to prep up for the new one coming out this holiday. That's that's what I think. Um, I also, dude, I can't even think of anything else really, but I know there's going to be a crap ton because they're they're going to have a bunch, and people are going to be like, oh, really? You know, and some people are going to jump on board, like Devil May Cry. Do you yeah, know how no many one, people? No one, no one mentioned the the Master Chief Collection. Yeah, but you know what though. I think I think that was okay, um, just because it gave everyone Xbox One while Halo Five Halo Five is coming out, so it gives time people time to play. And especially if someone got an Xbox One instead of getting a PS4 and they never played the Halo games, I think it was perfect for them, in my opinion. But you know, still, I see what you're talking about, though. Like, they, they do, do too many HD collections for too many games that don't need them. So, well, but what, what games do you think they're going to make? Um, you know, I, I really don't know. I think we'll see something from Nintendo only because, I mean, besides Majora's Mask, obviously. But I think we'll see something from Nintendo just because, you know, I, I, I don't think their lineup's really, I mean, it's strong, but it's not really that strong. Um... Well, you got a Xenoblade Chronicles remake, I guess, too, coming out on the 3DS. But that's, um, that's just, that's almost like an identical port. I'm sure it'll look Is it a straight better. port? I, I, they haven't said it's a straight 100% port. But at the same time, though, even if it is a straight port or not, I, I would have rather seen them, I mean, I get it. They want to push the, the new 3DS because of the processing power. But it would have been cooler to see it remade in HD on the Wii U and make it look just like X. Yeah, but dude, Xenoblade Chronicles X, my god. Dude, I don't even understand. Like, I don't even understand how they get it to run so smooth and look so great. I, I'm not dogging the Wii U, because I, I love the Wii U, but it's just everyone always sits there and says, oh, the Wii U can't produce amazing looking games. Dude, look at that game. Yeah, that game looks <laughs> amazing. It Like, seriously, I don't know how you're not going to get that game, Chris. What, Monster Hunter? 
He doesn't like RPGs. Oh, he called it Monster Hunter. He called it Monster Hunter. <laughs> We're talking about Xenoblade. Yeah. I'm playing Hunter Dying Light. I'm not playing Dying Light. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Put your PS4 controller down, Chris. Bro, it's down. I'm not, it's not even on. Oh, man. But, 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 but have you not seen the uh, the trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles X? I have, but like it's it's to me it's like this. I'm gonna buy Wii U the next couple of weeks, and, and I will like something to play on it. First is gonna be Mario Kart, and then Super Smash Brothers, and then we'll see from there. But I'm trying to get into the yeah. Nintendo world, but it, I I just have to ease into it, not jump right, head first right in right in. Well, that's not really the Nintendo world though. That game's kind of like the anti Nintendo game. <laughs> Yeah. You know what, though? I really hope you're getting Splatoon, Chris. Oh, my God. Oh, well, oh, 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 God. Uh, yes, I will. Because that's, like, one of the... One game that I'll actually be like, oh, yeah, I'm actually really excited for that, instead of normal Nintendo games. That game just looks really, really fun. I'm so, You know, dude, like, being, being that you're such a huge, like, Uncharted fan, I don't know how you never got into, like, the Zelda series. Oh. You don't have uh, if he hates them. No, 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 no. I bought Ocarina of Time on the 3DS when I had my 3DS. I tried playing it, and I was like, I can't do this. What and didn't you like about it? I don't know. I guess because I just couldn't get into it. It was too it. perfect. I, just, I couldn't get into it with the fact of being on, on a handheld, I guess. Well, yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I could see with it. That game's kind of dated, too. Like, I could see you not being able to get into it because the game's, like... I mean, it's not, it's still a great game, and it's still probably one of the best games I've ever played. But if you didn't experience it then, and you're trying to experience it now, what, is it 20 years later? Um, I, I could I could definitely see the... I, I could definitely see, like, it, it being a little bit harder to get into and start off and just, like, get into the swing of it. But once you start getting into the dungeons, like, I, I don't know. Like, it, it just, like, picks up, and it's really good. Yeah, all right. I mean, if I ever pick up a 3DS again, or after I pick up my Wii U, maybe I'll get a Zelda. get Wind Waker. Oh, Wind Waker. Okay, there you go. Get Wind Waker there you HD. Go. It's on it, a console. Yeah, and it's it's really good, and they have the quick sale um thing that you can win from the auction in there, so it it makes the sailing twice as fast, so you don't have to worry about it. But that's that's kind of like Nintendo's first venture into the uh, open world remake. sandbox kind of kind of genre in a way yeah pretty much because it's, yeah. it's like you can kind of do whatever you want and go wherever you want um you know sailing wise and it, you know that that's I, I don't know if the cartoony graphics are going to be a turn off to you but it, it looks like a it, it looks like you're watching a, a real life cartoon like live cartoon um you know like on tv it right. it, it, it plays and it looks like that it's that smooth and it mm. runs in 60 frames a second so it's nice Maybe I'll try it out. Yeah, I, I would recommend that. Or if you want a more darker game in tone, I would recommend picking up Twilight Princess. Like if if you want something that's a little darker story wise. Alright. Because I see my girlfriend play uh, Majora's Mask, and I was like, oh my god, this is like really like trippy. Yeah, that game's like an LSD trip. But is is Jeffrey still with us? Yes, I am. Oh, I'm surprised you're not jumping in, cause, uh, considering your love for the Zelda series. Uh, I just, there's nothing I need to say. Yeah, your, your, <laughs> arm, your, your arm says enough. 
Exactly. I have the I have the skull kit on my arm, so that's that's all there is. <laughs> He's perched there. Yep. So, but, but anyways, there's not much else we have to talk about, is there? No, that that was it. That was really like our conversation we wanted to end it with was the remakes. Uh, I think that's kind of with going with um, the Saints Row being released short, uh, you know, uh, a little while ago, and then Devil May Cry is right around the corner. So, and, and you know, Resident Evil was just remade, and you know, uh, what else came out? That's already three games though that I've named. That's ridiculous. And then you got oh, Resident don't... Evil, um, the Revelations too. Well, well that's no, that's that's, a, that's, that's that's kind a of a game. new game. Yeah, and uh, then, but they did remake. Um... I mean, you can just go with Halo Master oh, Chief if you well, want. Yeah, and Majora's Mask comes yeah. out. So yeah, and, and then you, well, I wouldn't. There, I wouldn't count Halo because that was last year. I'm saying just this year though. That's that's four oh, remakes this year? already. That's four of them yeah. already. I just named four four remakes. That's ridiculous. Okay, I got you. Yeah. So, oh, and Grim Fandango. That's five. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. And we're That's, just into February. Yeah, and we just yep, we just moved into February. So um, don't forget about Borderlands about to come out. Yeah, Borderlands will be out shortly. And if you uh, are a PlayStation Plus member, don't forget to go pick up your free games that came out today. That's uh, Transistor, Transistor, Rogue Legacy. Um, what's what's the is it Athlon? Is that it? I don't know. I think it uh, is. Then there's a um, there's one for the Vita. It's a Skinner, I think, or something like that. It's a Kick and Fenner. There we go. Or Kick and Fennec. Um, then for the PS3, there's Yakuza 4 and Thief, which is actually like that's that's like two meaty games right there. So that's pretty yeah. awesome. Um, but hey, uh, I, I, another quick topic, real quick. I'm not going to save it for next week's podcast because it's kind of relevant this week. Um, how do you guys feel about the PlayStation Plus and indie games? Well, like um, it. It, it makes me not want to buy them because, dude, you remember when Transistor just like recently went on sale? I was like, dude, I'm going to get it. It's only like seven bucks. And, oh, I really want to get it. And you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to too. We didn't end up getting it, and now I'm glad I I'm glad I didn't get it because I'm yeah. getting it for free. Me too. Uh, like honestly, I buy all my indie games on the Wii U, and I just wait for PlayStation Plus to come along. For my PlayStation 3, I was gonna buy Rogue Legacy. I was gonna buy Transistor um, a couple months ago. What there was a couple other games that came out that I was gonna buy, and um, I, I I haven't bought one indie game because I just wait for them to come on PlayStation Plus now. Is is that good? I don't know. It depends on how Sony's uh, paying off these indie developers to put the games on there, but they're definitely losing my business. Yeah, I agree. Well, they- they might get compensation for it. No, they definitely get compensation for it. Sony's definitely giving them something to put the game on there. They're not just giving away their game. Yeah. I mean, and then Sony's still getting money, too, because, in fact, you're still playing for PlayStation Plus. So, I mean, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, because you can't even play the games unless you are still subscribed to PS Plus. Yeah. Exactly. So, that's all. But, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't buy games anymore. I, I, like, I, I'll, I bought Madden on there, but that's because it was a retail game and it was like 22 bucks. So, that's a good deal. Well, and there's yeah. no it's PS4 cool. games on sale this week. Lame. Yeah. That, but you can get Grand Theft Auto 4 for 5 bucks on the PS3. Uh, there's a bunch of Resident it? Evil games on sale as well. I might I actually I might pick up uh, Resident Evil um, 
Chronicles HD. So it's like thirteen bucks. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, Dark Side Chronicles is uh seven fifty and Umbrella Chronicles is seven fifty as well. When I get that Game of Thrones episode two that came out today. Oh yeah? You, you got the first one? No, I'm probably just gonna buy the season. Oh yeah? Uh, I was about to say because I haven't seen a review for it, so it's just kinda <laughs> weird. Oh yeah. No, I haven't played the first <laughs> episode yet. <laughs> but actually did somebody review it for us? Did Mike review it? I don't know. I'll have to no. look it up, but yeah, but I, I think someone reviewed it. I know I reviewed Tales of Borderlands. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Telltale's really good. They, they're really good at what they do. Unfortunately, that's all they do, but they're really good at it. Yeah. So, but yeah, okay, so that's, that's going to conclude our podcast for this week. Uh, I'm Anthony, here with Jeff and Chris. See you guys later. Later. See you next week.